0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 16 verses 1 through 13. This is the parable of the dishonest manager, and I gotta tell you, on the surface, this is one of the more perplexing parables that Jesus tells. But when we peel back some layers and see where it's placed in the chronology of Luke's gospel, I think the message is very clear. Before we dive in, I want to thank the family leader who is our 2022 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them at the Into this devotion, and thank you, family leader, for your support. Chapter 16, verse 1. He also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do? Since my master is taking the management away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. In other words, this dishonest manager is saying where am I going to get my income from? He's got to come up with a plan. Verse 4, I've decided what to do so that when I'm removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, how much do you owe my master? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. The manager said to him, take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? He said, a hundred measures of wheat. The manager said to him, take your bill and write 80. Now here's where it gets strange. Verse 8, the master the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. Then Jesus says, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. And actually, even though I said we're going to go through verse 13, we're going to cut it off right there at verse 9 and just deal with this section because there's plenty there already. So the big question on the table is, why would this mass commend his manager's shrewdness even though the manager's shrewdness ended up cheating the master out of a bunch of his money? And furthermore, what is Jesus trying to tell his disciples through this parable which seems to make a hero out of a villain? Well, one thing we haven't mentioned lately as we've been in Jesus' parables is that we need to be careful how we interpret parables. We can't get too far into the weeds trying to read this or that into different details in the parables because that can lead us astray. Rather, parables are used by Jesus to basically make one main point rather than a bunch of little points related to every detail. So what is the main point here? Well, I think it's pretty clear in verses 8 and 9 that Jesus is highlighting the shrewdness of this unrighteous, dishonest manager. Not because he wants to endorse what the manager did. Not because he wants to say stealing from his master was okay. But to tell his disciples that worldly people, that is, people who who don't trust Christ, people who aren't interested in God's kingdom, which is being ushered in by Jesus the Messiah, are more shrewd with their dealings, which revolve around worldly things that are of no eternal significance, than the sons of light, the people who are interested in God's kingdom, the people who are following Jesus and attempting to receive his teaching and adjust their lives accordingly. These worldly people are more shrewd, more forward-thinking, more strategic in many cases, Their worldly dealings than the people of God are in their eternal dealings. And it's no mistake that God has Luke record this on the heels of chapter 15. Because in chapter 15 we heard three parables about three lost things. A lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. As I said yesterday, probably two lost sons. But what we also saw underlying chapter 15 and even back into chapter 14 and 13 was Jesus' rebuke of the Pharisees for what could be characterized in light of what we've just read in chapter 16 as a lack of spiritual spiritual shrewdness, a lack of spiritual forward thinking or strategy, a lack of intentionality regarding things of the kingdom. They're so focused on doing their religious rituals and jumping through their religious hoops that they're missing the big picture of God's kingdom, which Christ is trying to unveil for them. And Jesus' audience here in chapter 16 is specifically the disciples. They've watched these parables be told. They've watched the Pharisees' failure to understand or embrace or celebrate them. And Jesus is warning his disciples, don't be like the Pharisees, who are not shrewd regarding eternal things, but who are more like worldly people focusing their shrewdness on worldly things. Jesus wraps it up in verse 9, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. Jesus, in essence, is saying, use the things of this world for eternal outcomes. This is a restating of what we read way back in Matthew. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. How do you store them up? Well, you use your earthly and worldly resources shrewdly, not for worldly ends, but for eternal ends. And when you live a life like that, where you hold your possessions with an open hand, does that remind you of Luke 14 33? Renounce all that you have. We just talked about that a few days ago. When we live with an open hand so that our possessions are in the service of God and His kingdom in the service of Christ and his gospel, then we are starting to approach the shrewdness with which the manager handled his master's assets. But instead of doing it for ourselves or for earthly gains, we're doing it for Christ and his kingdom and for the people who don't know him who will be blessed by such activity, some of them even being drawn into God's kingdom through faith in Christ, which at the end of the day will result in some of them who go on on before us, welcoming us into eternal dwellings because we were shrewd with our earthly resources, using them for gospel-centered kingdom ends. When you put an addition on your house, don't put an addition on your house for the reasons the world does it. Do it for kingdom purposes. When you go on vacation, don't go on vacation for the reasons the world goes on vacation. Go on vacation with kingdom purposes in mind. When you buy a new car, or go out to dinner, or go to a football game, don't do those things for the reasons the world does those things, do those things in a shrewd and strategic way that is focused on achieving kingdom ends. In that way, you will put into action the aspects of the shrewd manager's shrewdness that drew the masters in Christ's commendation. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day.
0: This is the Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at Cedar Falls. Bible Bibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.